0: Well, uh, the reason I, I guess I brought all that up is I, I think that, um, and I could be wrong. And, you know, 10 years from now, if there's a real, if there's a crash in the real estate market, um, we could lose everything, but, uh, got to take your shots. Yeah. You I know? think, I think the best place to put it is in real estate. This is the real estate podcast, a show by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's hear from our host. Matt Teifke and Alex Kaufman.
1: All right, welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. Hey. We talk about a lot of random stuff, but we do love real estate, and we actually talk about real estate a lot.
0: I got a real estate question for you.
1: Yeah. So
0: there's a a tree on your roof. Still, why?
1: Insurance. Um, So we... Looked at just taking it off and it was going to be like four or five grand. And then we said, let's to remove the tree. Yeah. And we're like, why won't, why wouldn't we use insurance? And that's a whole different uh, ballpark or game. We can dive into that. Um, but we're trying to get insurance to pay the, uh, whatever it's going to cost. Right. And there's this whole industries kind of trips me out, like with the roofers and their relationship with insurance agents mm-hmm. and, it's almost like these insurance companies like know that they overpay and you hear about a lot of fraud out there on how this stuff works. Right. Uh, but randomly they like, we didn't even sign a contract. They wired us 10 grand like two days ago. And I was like, what's this 10 grand, you know? And my thought is like, if the roof's going to cost 20 grand, I don't want that 10 grand. Like let's go with someone else or something like that, you know, or pay four grand to fix it. So, um, because you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, they wired us ten grand, but if it costs twenty, and we have to come out ten In out pocket, of pocket, yeah. I'd rather just pay four grand to the guys to take it off and replace it. Right. So, so, it, so
0: it's ten for uh, <clears throat> roof and tree removal.
1: Yeah, but we don't think that that's right. Like our roofer.
0: You don't have to use that roofer though. You can use. I believe you can use that ten grand. However, you'd like you can leave you can, that tree there for ten years. Yeah,
1: you can. But the thing is, like, the the roofer is supposed to be working with the insurance company, ideally to you know get it covered. Like that's why you pay insurance, and so you just pay your deductible. But if it's gonna cost, what the reason I'm stuck on this is because I think it costs fifteen or twenty for a roof, and I think that that our roofer needs to get that actual number approved from the insurance company. And that's how much money we should be getting
0: instead of the random 10 that instead you got?
1: Of random 10 grand. Like we didn't sign a contract or anything. We haven't even seen the bid from the roofer. It's yeah. like, what the hell is this? Right. But it's cool. And nowadays they can take pictures. They take pictures all around the house and it creates this whole 3d system where insurance can bid it out. But that's the reason we're kind of just trying to get the best deal we can on it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, that, the I don't know. We should have someone come on sometime that knows more about that, but these roofing businesses just make a lot of, they make a ton of money and, you know, anyone can kind of go and start one. You don't have to be licensed to do it. Reuben? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Like i I've, I'm always like, why do you always have to replace the entire roof? Why, why can't you just replace the,
0: I thought that was really funny last <laughs> night when we were texting about it and you're like, yeah i don't get it like just patch it why do you have to replace the
1: whole roof yeah if if yeah i'm serious like... right like why do we need to buy a new roof if their tree fell on this side of the house it makes i mean i know what they're composed of it's the the board and then they put the sheet on it and the shingles and like there's not a lot to it right. that's why they can make so much money because they can pay people to do them pretty cheap mm-hmm. and pretty quickly and you got a new roof It's not that you know i know uh you know she- sheets are uh, super expensive right uh, if that's what they're using the wood right now, but that's why, um, and it doesn't really bother me that much. kind of bothers me when I look at it, but I'm like, yeah, whatever.
0: For reference, there's a big tree.
1: Yeah. It's a, we'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> show some video. There's of it. a big tree. It, not, not, it didn't even break. Like it uprooted. It's still, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's still alive. Like the roots are still in the ground and it just uprooted and fell over on our freaking house. Yeah. So that's it, man. I don't want to go spend 20 grand on this.
0: <clears throat> well, why don't you just take the 10, remove the tree, and then patch the roof?
1: That's most likely what we'll do unless we get that number approved 20,000. We just got the 10 like two days ago. I was like, why is it? I was like, what do we get 10 grand from? And and then I figured out it was from insurance.
0: You should have gotten them to uh, look at everything else, too. Apparently, uh, my grandmother just did this for the hail. They went and checked out her roof. Then they went and checked out her garage. They went and checked out like a beam that, you know, is on her front porch. They looked at her fence. Mm-hmm. And wherever they saw hail damage, they... yeah. Uh,
1: Lexi had them doing that. Um, it's not there now because it rained, but they had yellow chalk and they drew circles around every spot that they thought there was hail damage. Mm-hmm. She's talking about, we want to put on a front porch and back porch, all this stuff. So... We'll see, man. All right. Well, that's what, that's the uh, negatives of home home ownership, which you're not uh, you're not all about that. No, I'm not. And <laughs> I, I don't blame you, man. Sometimes you're like, damn.
0: I was thinking about that last night too. Uh, you know, like this. You know, randomly we get the email for 23k. What what was random to us? Like, hey, you owe 23 grand for this property for you know, rehab and appliances and this.
1: We got to, just so they know, we have an eightplex in New Braunfels and it's going to be uh, about 11 grand per unit to renovate it. We just mm. got that bill.
0: New AC unit, new appliances.
1: I was like, yep. Yeah. No, man, I actually had an interesting conversation with someone the other day who was been wanting to buy a property for a long time and there's a lot of people that are like, been waiting You know, now they're like, okay, now I can't like, they're, they're feeling anxious. Like if I keep waiting, I'm literally never going to buy a house because of what's changed. FOMO. And, um, I was talking to this guy and I I was like, man, you know, I almost believe like, uh, if you're not, if, if you're going to go buy a primary, like you want to have this as a strategy to buy multiple, like you want to buy 10 or 20 of them and just buying one to me doesn't make a ton of sense in the sense that, uh, yeah, you're going to get some appreciation. And, and this was specifically for this guy because he actually has a pretty good business. I'm like, dude, go put that money in your business. And grow your business. Don't sink sink it into real estate and just hope that it goes up, which it will a little bit every year. But Maybe. You, because you're going to also have the taxes, the maintenance, all this stuff, and you could just go pay rent at like 1500 pretty set for another year. And in that case, I actually told him like I kind of recommend – you not buying this house unless Dang. I get it, man. Uh, unless you wanted to go all in and start buying, you know? Well, but you can do both. Yeah, you can do both. And uh, you know, it's a hybrid of strategies. Like I definitely over time, I've seen the value of renting, especially when the market's like super crazy and super hot then. Cause like right now we hadn't bought us, I mean a couple here and there, but we, we haven't been as active as on buying long term single family rentals as we were the, the previous two or three years mm-hmm. well what uh what else is going on in your world um and just a lot of the networking still I've been having me reaching out to new agents, and that's been going pretty good, but they don't even have their license yet, so it's interesting to really dive in and like kind of with our coaching client as well understand what people like about real estate and really try to dive into your goals with it. Like one of our guys was saying he wanted financial independence and I don't necessarily think the only way to do that is by doing the burr strategy, which people talk about. Like it can mean a lot of different things. We've kind of approached it where real estate is our lifestyle. And I, I'm seeing this insight into people where they want to buy rentals to get to that, you know, uh, financial independence place and it, you can get there. It's just a lot slower in this market because you're you're banking on that appreciation.
0: Yeah. Well, he he had a good uh, thought, which I was glad he said this because I asked him like, "What do you you know? If the ultimate short term goal right now is to quit your job uh, and live off income from real estate, uh, like what do you need? You know, five grand a month, ten grand a month, and you know, he said ten grand a month would be the goal, mm-hmm. and." uh it's like, well, if that is the goal and a short term goal, you know, we're not gonna focus on buying single family rentals.
1: You right. Know? In Austin. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, shoot, man. Even if you did that in San Antonio and say you're getting two hundred cash flow per deal, you gotta get a lot to get ten thousand.
0: Right. So it's um uh, I think that that was a uh that was a uh a dream I had that you hear everybody talking about the cash flow. Mm-hmm. And then when I started buying real estate with you, I was like, the hell is cash flow? <laughs> All I know is taxes, insurance, mortgage, repairs, maintenance requests, remodels, AC unit, new tub, you know, yep. dishwashers out. Uh, You're right. Where's this cash flow? Where's this unicorn everybody speaks of?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, dude, it it's totally true. I mean, um, that I I agree with you. It's uh, and it's not ever anything I guess for me, that I was really looking for to count on. Like I was like, I want to get this. I looked at real estate. Like let me go build this real estate, and then just continue to build and build and build and make money all along the way. Like I'm not I'm not in the I'm not trying to go retire, right now.
0: Well, I will say that uh, in terms of cash flow here, there has you know we cash flow on on our deals maybe. Not at the end of the year when we pay taxes. Maybe we break even or make a little bit, but it's yeah. not significant to where we, right? You notice this cash flow and think about it, right? But I will say that uh, I think that real estate is the is the fastest way to wealth, yeah, uh, because you know the net worth jumps quick yeah. when you start buying really really good deals, walking into a lot of equity, mm-hmm. and then those deals are. I mean, uh, Dubuque. We bought it for two forty two, and it's easily worth double that now. Right? No, that's, I think you're right, man. It's- a year and a half ago. The Real Estate Podcast is sponsored by Doyen Inspections. Doyen is a team of female professional home inspectors that serve the greater Austin area. Whether you are buying a resale, building a new home, or about to list your home for sale, the ladies at Doyen Inspections can inspect your home. They provide a color-coded and thorough inspection report full of images, videos, and explanations. Visit Doyen, that is D-O-Y-E-N-N-E, inspections.com, more information or give them a call at 512-655-9940 now back to the episode
1: it's to me what it is and which i've always preached on is like it's a sacrifice like you have i mean we have to be making money to want we want to grow but we have to have that money in reserves right like we just got twenty three thousand. good thing we've been busting our ass to try and get that right right? So, so we're like all right well we'll keep working harder but it's, it's that constant sacrifice that you have to say, I'm going to, you know, instead of going on this vacation, I'm going to save this to pay the taxes on this damn property. But what that property went up, 40, 50 grand? Somebody's salary? Just sitting there? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how I've always viewed it.
0: After we've already pulled all the cash out.
1: Yeah, 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 after you do the cash out. And that that's like, you know, you've seen my mom, she's bought in... I don't know. She probably has 18 houses. My mom doesn't live off the cash flow of her properties. She's not even thinking about our county on that, and that's worked for her. Everyone has a different approach on this stuff, but when I think of cash flow, um, I think other markets for sure, <coughs> and I also think about syndications. <coughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just putting it in there. Um,
0: Oh, you mean as a LP, as yeah. a limited partner? Yeah,
1: I think of putting in fifty k and getting a eight percent yearly return.
0: I think that's a great way to to buy real estate. It's not as sexy <laughs> because uh, it's not like yours alone, and you know, it's not like this thing that you bought and you're managing. But managing <laughs> real estate and doing all the hands on stuff is not sexy either. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's really nice to uh, sit back and get your, get your cash flow and then get your two, three X multiple five years from now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And I think just my opinion is to use that as a whole strategy. Like we, we just look at real estate so differently, right? Like, you know, the assets are definitely a huge part of it, but we're also doing all everything you can do with real estate. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. Maybe a lot of people don't realize like there's so many paths within it and so many ways to make money and you can do all of it.
0: Let's talk about, uh, I watched, um, Corey Thompson from, uh, uh, roughneck to real estate had posted something (coughs) in uh, roughneck to real estate, I believe, or some other group the other day. Uh, and I believe it was Jerry Jones, a video of Jerry Jones. Is he an oil and gas guy before Cowboys? Yeah. So, uh, Jerry Jones is talking about, um, is that his name? Yeah. Jerry Jones is talking about, uh,
1: uh fingers. <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Guys, we,
0: we have a new edition of the podcast that Matt and I and Andrew and I are, are real excited about, and we're doing the, the Jerry, Jamie style.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Joe, uh, Joe Rogan and Chappelle were doing an episode recently and Chappelle was calling Jamie fingers. I thought that was so funny. <laughs>
0: come on fingers (laughs) so uh jerry jones um was talking about you know uh successful uh businessmen and um i think i don't remember exactly but talking about like what separates you know there's like two different types of people right and it's all about your tolerance to uh ambiguity the unknown right uh or risk tolerance um to where uh you know, if maybe if you could search that, that'd be good. Jerry Jones ambiguity on YouTube or something.
1: They just said he made 2.2 billion on uh, oil and gas. Something like that. Crazy.
0: But uh, he's talking about how, you know, some people can't deal with the ambiguity of running your own business or operating on your own. And, um, you know, you have to, uh, you have to be able to be okay with not knowing if anything's going to come from it or not. I would search on YouTube if we can.
1: Um, he's saying like the, he's saying the someone, unknown.
0: someone, someone needs that, that paycheck every single week without a doubt. Uh, and they can't go without it. They can't hmm. go without not knowing if they're going to get it or not. Uh, but then you've got someone with a high ambiguity tolerance who you know, they may not get paid, you know, this Friday coming up, uh, and they're talking to, you know, their partners or potential investors or whatever it may be. And, um, they have a, you know, it's, you know, someone in your foxhole with you, you're kind of going through it. You don't know if you're going to get paid. And then mm-hmm. you got another deal in the background and it's two different voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this voice over here is like all upbeat and tolerant and, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, trying to get a deal done and he's like the key is is never let these two voices mix Mm. um but i thought it was really interesting to where because it is like we uh i truly think my hair's turning gray from living in that ambiguity of like never knowing if we're gonna have money for this or for that or Mm -hmm. um but living that that way has led to all of the success um and growing really really fast
1: yeah yeah no, man, I'm, I hear you. Like, it's, I don't know. I just don't know because it's, it's normal for us. I don't know what, how to explain it or if, if a lot of people get it or not, but I definitely know we're wild. We take a lot of risk, and then we just go figure it out. And um, I've always been like that. It's really
0: not that risky, though. <clears throat> like, what do we do that could have, you know, uh,
1: burnt us to the ground? Um. Not. I mean, waste our time, I guess. That's it. It just uh, or what people think about us, maybe. What do you mean? Like if we're, you know, trying to like we we'll, we always pull it off, but we we have a risk of not pulling it off, right? And we're like, hey, count us in for this deal. Oh, um, gotcha. We're gonna buy this deal, and <laughs> we're gonna buy this mobile home, and we're gonna get how much money was it? Nine nine. We're gonna get nine 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 nine. Jim wants nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and we need to have that money in six months uh you know we yeah that's we, good
0: that's a good point you know i think it was really funny uh abe if you're watching this uh we knew we were gonna get it done but <laughs> <laughs> we uh yeah. for the mobile home closing uh we didn't have the money to close on the mobile home right day of may 3rd can't extend any further we go there we're signing documents everybody's like all right when's the wire coming through don't worry it'll be
1: here this afternoon don't worry it's gonna be here we don't got it <laughs> we don't got it but we got it we got an, it. A, an hour later and uh and i mean that's a bizarre in. story dude that's some of these things I wish people could like understand a little more because they're just, to me, To me, they're just epic, like epic feats. You know, we're, we're living our life and having our challenges and accomplishing that. Like just so everyone knows we, we bought 11 duplexes, we sold them 11, 12 days later and we needed that money to close on a, a mobile home park that we had under contract for a year. And that owner was not going to extend that contract one more day. And we closed those home park that or the uh, duplexes that day
0: we got the final like if they
1: would have got delayed we would have lost the deal we've been working on it for a year that's like crazy risk maybe
0: that, we we would we had the cash <clears throat> to close we just didn't want to pull it out of the other yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean <laughs> we i mean we try to have backup plans right i mean we can right. sell stuff or whatever but
0: well we did have the cash but it's it's in other places like uh you know
1: yeah I've, in this business or that business and stocks yeah it's just to me it's uh i don't think a lot of people like i think a lot of people would would not they would they would just not be about it like they don't they don't want to do that and they and I'm not saying that they should they just it's just people think we're crazy like you know not people don't do this kind of stuff
0: yeah i'm sure they do
1: in different ways yeah well, it's just I think what what was your point though like with um
0: with the ambiguity? Yeah. Just uh it really does take a special type of person cuz it is crazy. It is a crazy life and uh it's not that stressful, but it can be if you allow it.
1: I I like weirdly li- I Yeah, I, I like it. I welcome that and I I want to feel the pressure for whatever reason.
0: I was telling our marketing department yesterday that things are going really well and um uh, you know, if there's not stress going on, it's like something, I feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. If things are going too good or like we're not in a tight spot. I feel like something's wrong. Yeah. I like it too. I, I operate pretty well under, uh, the pressure. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it, I don't know. It's, you feel alive. Like it's, it's exciting.
1: Well, wouldn't you think that in anything that you're striving towards or working on that, that that's what you need to continue to grow? Say that again. Just like in anything that you're trying to accomplish in life, if you're trying to, like we're trying to be great at this, that it's just, you know, if you're a basketball player, you're working out. If you're a runner, you're pushing yourself around. Like you always need to be uncomfortable. Um, It seems like to me in most things that someone's trying to get great at, you just get uncomfortable, push through it and get stronger get uncomfortable, push through it and get stronger. I think it's different
0: than, than that scenario. Uh, from what, from the, situ- the situations that I like are, uh, which we stay in pretty, or in another one right now, which we stay in pretty, you know, uh, frequently is it's not like the pushups, you know, working out or practicing, you know, your free throws in the gym by yourself. It's game seven. There's two minutes left. You're down by 10. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, those yeah. are the, I like those, I like those situations all the time that it's that type of pressure that I like mm-hmm. where it's, is game time. Like you have to get things done uh, or you have to accomplish certain things in order to, to
1: win. Yeah. And, uh, so you like to stay in that zone. Yeah. I like, too.
0: I like fourth quarter, two minutes left and we're down and we have to do X, Y, Z to win. Mm-hmm. And I like doing X, Y, Z and winning.
1: Yeah. It's fun, man. Trust me. I love it. I, I mean, that's why it, I get I get overly excited about that deal and it's hard to explain but pulling that off was like you know winning the freaking Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. That was that was that was big until the uh to the next one. Yeah. That was the biggest one yet for me. Biggest uh asset. Uh biggest payday oh, from a deal. Yeah. Like that. And then before that it was the uh Grady is uh, the warehouse park. Mhm. You know that was a big one, that one was so easy. That was like the easiest deal in the world. That really was.
1: Yeah, that that's a long story to that one too. But that that one was. Uh, I walked out of this guy. I've rarely getting fights. Uh, I don't think I've ever got well two two fights in real estate ever. This was one of them, sort of. You, Guy threw, I tossed the contract on his desk and said, "No deal." And he starts cussing me out. I was like, Get the fuck off my property! Flicking me off. Abe was with me, and eight months later, Alex comes in and ends up closing the deal with this guy. Yeah, I still have that uh, that hat that he gave me. That it's like trophy because it was yeah, one of our yeah. our better deals. It's
0: your, uh, it's your, it's your twelve point antlers. Yeah,
1: but hey, man, like that's one that's one of those deals where looking back I'm like man we should have figured out how to keep that easy to say always easy to say all of them for sure this episode is brought to you by house max funding
0: house max is one of the fastest growing hard money lenders in America specializing in loans that provide you the cash needed to fund flips buying holds and ground up construction projects house max gives you the ability to compete with all cash buyers and increase your velocity by closing in seven to ten business days if you're looking for cheap hard money and a relentless originator who will make sure your deal gets funded call or text bryce Tennyson today 512-627-6192. Bryce is a great friend of ours. He actually funds all of our hard money uh, loans and uh, he'll get the job done for you. Uh, so make sure you give him a call. Back to the episode.
1: I wonder what, like I think one thing I'm thinking about just cause I'm meeting with these people is just the, the people that are trying to get to that this point with real estate. I think the key is to just determine if you want to go all in with it or you just want to invest passively. And if if you want to invest passively, it's just such a different strat It's just such a different path that you know we we don't fully understand because we're just going all in with it.
0: Well, you're a passive investor.
1: Yeah, but it's just a part of it's part of it. Like people really want to get into real estate for the what they believe that it can offer, and it's it is there, but it's not an easy way to just you know get that five ten grand cash flow or that people are really wanting when they think about real estate. I feel like
0: do you do you truly believe in diversification or do you do you just say that sometimes uh when you want to do a certain deal
1: um no i think i i just i try to look at it as like a lot like a lot of different angles i think even investing with people uh like i'll invest in deals just to invest in the person that's doing the deal and I'm, i like, in that sense, yeah. Like, I'm, I believe in doing a lot of different things and doing a lot of it as much as you can, and there's a good relationship that could come with that. Versus, if I didn't, then, then I wouldn't. Re- if if I thought, you know, this deal is going to be a higher return than this one, then I would just not invest in that all together and put it all here. You know, like I'm not actively uh, syndicate investing in syndications is kind of new for me. But the value I see in it is in the taxes and the write-offs, and then also in the relationship with the people doing the deals. Right. And I like le- I like seeing how people do things, like just being involved. You know, it's just like, hey, did we, do we have enough money to pull it off? Like, throw it in there. I'm not like, I don't get a hundred grand and say, where's the best possible return I can do? Get yeah, this- yeah.
0: So it sounds like you don't believe in diversification necessarily as like a philosophy but you more like investing in uh, like curiously for example because of investing in that person yeah and learning about you see that you see that investment as yeah. providing a higher
1: return than yeah. the than yes it, yeah, yeah that makes sense i tend to i tend to think it, my general philosophy is no like forget about i'm not trying to put in all these baskets to just not have risk i'm like what's the I like the risk, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Yeah. so I don't, I'm not like, Hey, I need 25% energy and 5% right. bonds. And right. No, that makes I just sense. think it's more, of, I think it works, but I mean, it definitely works. It's just safer. I, I tend to go for the things that aren't as safe. I and maybe this is just a, a lot of ignorance, uh,
0: to, you know, not living through, you know, the eighties or, uh, 2008 crash or anything, uh, but I don't think people did too bad here either. If, Owning if you, properties, if you you know bought it the way that we do, no, no. But my my uh, I don't think I really don't think there's a better
1: investment than than buying good real estate. Have you thought about like the because everyone that owns real estate is making money here <clears throat> right now, yeah, or that has owned it for you know since five years ago or two years ago. All those people making money is a really good thing for this local economy. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, everyone becomes... Not everyone, but everyone who owns real estate becomes wealthier, has more money to spend, to invest, to start new businesses. So, I think that's, like... I just... I've thought about that recently, about, like, how is that going to really affect this area? What's that? The real estate boom? Just the, the fact that people are are worth more money and have made more money now yes you know, the how does that affect the an entire city when whatever it would be good to know i should know like, it's what, the
0: domino effect
1: and it works in reverse too
0: you know when yeah when you make more money maybe you give out two more loans and then you also you know buy a new car for right for a van for the family and then you you know do this, and maybe you put a little bit more into marketing for your company, and then hire more employees, and then they end up making more money. So then they spend more at the grocery store, and then they had to hire another employee for the you right, know. right, right. And right. it's the domino effect of you know mm-hmm. of of, uh, of economics, but it also works in reverse as well um, when things start tightening
1: up. Yeah, and that's the thing that because I started in 2012. Um, now that I think about it, like I've met a couple people here and there that have tried to flip properties or, or made mistakes on, on what they bought. Usually it was, usually it was from people flipping properties. I don't think I've ever met. And that, this isn't, I'm not saying that this is like a true statement. This is just what I've seen. Cause that where I've been, never met someone who's bought real estate and held onto it and lost money. <coughs> Me either. I've also never invested in something
0: <coughs> that increases the net worth. Um, uh the way that it does. Like real estate is, I don't think there's a better investment
1: than real estate. <laughs> That's you, why did, I asked that. Is this kind of like, so I, I know you felt, I know you've kind of felt like this for a while, but like, is it a little new? Like, have you, I feel like, um, you've liked real estate a lot more in the last six months.
0: Uh, I lost
1: because at the beginning, right? You're like a year ago, what is this cash flow? Like, uh, <laughs> <"Well>,
0: <laughs> a year ago. Uh, well, yeah, of course. Like, you know, it didn't start like at first, you know, you buy that first property, which I did in 2018 with you. And then you, you know, you step up a little bit. Right. But then in 2019, when you uh, buy the second from the cash out refi from the first, and you step up even more mm-hmm. and then three years later, you know, and then it starts growing exponentially. Right. It's not, uh, one little step up anymore. You start going up the elevator. Right. And, uh, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the exponential growth has been happening. Um, no, it's just cool. It's cool to see a year ago. I also lost $53,000 in the stock market via cannabis stocks. And I said, I'd never buy stocks again. I was like, that was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. Uh, but I had to sell at that point in time. and then, uh, but I sold for like, you know, like an 80, percent loss or something and, uh, Liberty health, <laughs> <laughs> but then, Fucking uh, Liberty like you know, nine, 10 months later, uh, it, it rose up, yeah. you know, more, I would have made money, but at that point I said, uh, stocks are a wh- you know, for me, uh, sure. In the way that I invest in stocks, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm probably losing money because I'm gambling on call options on the spy and uh, on S and P 500 index, and I I probably lost a lot of money today. Because I like I like to I'm I'm gambling with it. Because
1: the market's going down or what right now?
0: Not a, it's kind of flat. Uh but it's not going up. Right. And if it's not going up, then I'm not making money. Right. But I asked Andrew the other day, maybe it was last, what's today? Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, like last Friday or something. I was like, should I sell? I was up good amount. It's like, nah, just hold it. Cause you know, last time I did that, the following on Monday, yeah. I would have made three times what I sold for on Friday.
1: Uh, but I just think, like, you know, I, I buy stocks and, um, I'm a believer in them, but I, I don't, this is just my opinion. Like, I feel like that mindset is just wasting your time. Like maybe you make a little money here and there, but you just get yourself stressed out and. Yeah.
0: It's, just, it's fun though. Yeah. If it's fun, I mean, that's. it's different. just, it's just gambling. Yeah. Like I also, really- I just, I
1: put myself back in my old gambling days and I'm like, man, that's not good, but that, that's just for <laughs> me. Cause I know I'd be like going all out and stressing about it and. If I lost like I'm trying to double it down the next day and get it back and well that's fun though <laughs> you you enjoyed doing that right if you're winning sure but i was I was not
0: it's 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 going back to like the fourth quarter you know yeah two minutes left uh you love gambling don't it, you
1: yeah I mean there's there's something about I think like uh the thrill of like it's weird like gambling for me was more about not losing like I just didn't want to lose then I wanted to win like it was the weirdest thing and I heard a fighter you heard a Usman the UFC guy mm-hmm. he was talking about it today I heard and he was saying like his biggest fear is is not his biggest fear is losing and letting people down like he's more scared of that than he's excited about winning right and that's how I felt about gambling it was weird you just like I, if to I won like it was like oh cool I won like let me do it again and it was like how do i just like not lose like like i don't know there and you figured
0: a, out you're like if i just don't play i
1: can't lose if i don't gamble <laughs> on freaking if i don't know that tom brady's gonna i don't i tom brady's gonna win this game man alabama can't be beat whatever i would have these like i know this is gonna happen and half the time i'd be right uh-huh. you know and that's what keeps you going so you like gambling on sports. That's all I gambled on. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't mess like, with it. like I haven't gambled.
0: Casinos or anything like that.
1: No, I did too, but I don't Have I talked to you about this? I mean, I did. I lost Briefly. like I'd go to Vegas for when I was working at a commercial brokerage. I'd take two grand. I'd lose it all. I'd go take out two more grand, take out two more grand, come home. I lost eight. I put eight grand on a football game. So I'm it's all now, sports though. I'm down 16. No, it, it could be anything really, but mostly yeah. sports. Yeah
0: it's fun though right
1: I dude uh, but you it, obviously it, 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 love doing it uh, right? No, I've, I mean I did for sure but it's, I mean it's it's a, like I got to a dark place like I was yeah. like depressed like crying yeah I just always had this theory in my head like all right if I just bet a little more like eventually like okay the way I look at it is like if I were to bet if you were to think of something as a 50/50 bet which there can be things that are kind of close to that they, they have war in Vegas where it's like highest card wins mm-hmm. to me. That's pretty much 50, 50. Right. Um, and it's like, if you bet $5 and lose, like I did this before and I actually, I had this strategy. I was playing war and I just kept, I was like the only if I bet a little more than double every time. So if I bet five and I lose and then I bet 10. 15, no, oh, I had gotcha. to bet, Cause 10 would break even. I bet 15. If I lose, I bet 35. I lose. I bet 90. I have to lose eight times in a row to not win my money back. And what are the odds that I lose eight times in a row? See what I'm saying? I
0: guess. And yeah. so I
1: sat there and played war and I, and, and I, when I would win, I'd win $5 like, you know, cause if on the third bet, but I'm risking 45 or 90. Yeah. And so I sat there and won like $5 every like 15 minutes and literally I got to like 290 bucks. Like this actually works. This is legit. <laughs> but I would yeah. have that same theory with sports. Like, I'm going to bet on Alabama. Oh, shit. I just lost five grand. All right, let me put 15 on the next team. Oh, shit. I lost. Let me put third. And eventually, maybe I would win. Maybe I wouldn't. But I just get... I just... The reason it's... Yeah, it's. I get the appeal of it. But, like, it got dark. Like, I just kept digging and digging and digging and digging. I couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And they call it... I've heard it called the uh, uh, invisible disease. You just you never see it. You don't know people have this problem, but it's there's people that really have it. I definitely had it for sure. I mean, lost everything I had two or three times. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember being in college and I lost like seven grand. I was like, that's all I had. And then later on, like losing like 50 or 60. And that's all I had. Like it was a real issue.
0: Yeah. So no gambling. And I was,
1: no, I haven't gambled in three years, four years. Um, Different gamble. Cause you... I, I gamble on real estate, sure. Like, I mean... But or stocks. Or, yeah. But I'm I'm buying stocks for a long term. I'm not I'm not selling them. I'm just holding for <clears throat> five, six years.
0: But it could be looked at as any investment could be is a gamble, I guess.
1: Yeah, but it's just not a it's not a fifty fifty flip of a coin. It's so different. Yeah. Like I'm either winning or losing. If I if we buy a house, we just hold on to it for a couple more years than we should have. We're not gonna lose it. How
0: do we get talking about gambling? Uh Oh, the way I buy stocks. Yeah, yeah, but I hear
1: you. I want to. I want to invite
0: you I, to a casino.
1: I yeah no I've I've gone. I went for my uh, for the conventions for when I was working at Edge. I went three times and didn't gamble any of the times. Like that, for me, was like was it hard? I didn't want to go, for sure. But I yeah. had to. But
0: um, when you were there, was it hard to not gamble?
1: No, one thing that I feel like, um, and I'm sure you guys agree, like discipline, like. When you have discipline and you exercise it, it just gets, it's like a, it's just like a muscle. It just gets stronger and stronger. So like being there and like facing it and not gambling made me stronger with my discipline and it just made it easier. If I'm not going to gamble in Vegas when it's all around 24 seven, then it's going to be hard for me to gamble when I come back here and I have to like really seek it out. Mm-hmm. Well, good man. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was a, it was a. I mean, I, I believe it was a true addiction.
0: There's a Gamblers Anonymous.
1: I don't know what it's called, but have something. you seen uh What's the movie with Mark Wahlberg? Uh, the Gambler. Maybe, dude. That I feel like, like when I watch that movie, like I just like have anxiety the whole entire movie.
0: Yeah, you're like, damn it, Mark! You should have bet thirty-five. <laughs> Walk away, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Alright guys, let's talk about today's sponsor. Glenn LeBlanc and Supreme Lending have been serving the Austin market for 20 plus years. They are a local lender with in-house underwriting so you are kept in the loop every step of the way. Whether you are doing a cash out for home repairs or a first time home buyer, Glenn makes the lending process smooth and easy to navigate. Always available and able to educate buyers along the way. Choose a local lender when buying your next home. Call 512-672-9472 anytime. And if you say you heard this ad in our podcast, Glenn will refund your appraisal if you use him. Definitely reach out to Glenn. Glenn is a personal friend of ours. The link to his website is in the description below. Now, back to the episode. Well, uh, the reason I, I guess I brought all that up is I, I think that, um, and I could be wrong, and, you know, 10 years from now, if there's a, real, if there's a crash in the real estate market, um, We could lose everything, but,
1: uh, got to take your shots. Yeah. I think,
0: I think the best place to put it is in real estate.
1: Yeah. Well, we're also, like we say, man, we're, we're in potentially one of the best markets in the country. Like that's but when I'm saying, everyone's making money. Like that's a lot of that's attributable to Austin. That doesn't really happen everywhere. I've, I've, it kind of tripped me out. Like I've seen Lexi's dad was showing me a house that he grew up in, and it's in uh, Louisville, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, it was like he was telling me what it was worth back then and what it was worth now, and it was like the same price." Oh, really? This is like thirty years. Like yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really happen here, but that right. happens in other places,
0: right? And that's where the whole concept of, uh, you know, um, of the whole buy versus rent thing comes into play, or uh, is because. You know, it's not referring to Austin, Texas, yeah. where you buy it in tw- you know, a year, you're up 20%. It's referring to that Louisville house where it may not go up in value. Yeah.
1: Depending that's on where cra- you're That's at. crazy for me to think about, but that's like probably a huge reality for a lot of properties all over the country.
0: Mm-hmm. That is very odd. Louisville hasn't appreciated in 30 years. Louisville is right outside of Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know how far out. I mean, it might've gone up a little, but like it wasn't. It wasn't much like the house was like i'm pretty sure we looked like the only way we knew the value because he didn't know the value now we looked it up on Zillow or something it was like seventy one thousand. like they might have bought it for like 62 yeah that's still very hard to believe yeah but it and it is when you, when you think about dallas i don't know how far lewisville is from dallas but lewisville is a pretty small from what i understand pretty small town it's like like you know I don't know. Smithville's a little out there, but thinking about something like that, like Granger, or Bartlett, like we bought in Bartlett. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bartlett, you know, if Bartlett wasn't close to Austin, then it might be the same value in 20 years.
0: The uh, Lender didn't think that the uh, value had increased <laughs> <laughs> from what we did our cash out refi.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that do you know if that's rented out now?
1: I believe so. Full yeah,
0: full so. occupancy. Yeah. Oh, here we yeah, go. Where, nice, dude. All right. Where Where is Where is
1: Louisville, dude? It's right there.
0: Yeah, Louisville's big now. Yeah. Lewis, you know, it's uh, I, we used to go to Louisville from Fort Worth. Is that it? Yeah. So it was pretty hard for me. Dude, to that is that. weird. That's like the DF- right in the heart yeah, of it. There's Fort Worth right there. Yeah, it's in Louisville. But you got to—I
1: mean, you know, like I hear you. Um, the DFW
0: Metroplex, the whole area, the whole Metroplex—it's doing pretty well, and has been since I lived there in 2016.
1: Population of 77,000. Oh, Louisville, yeah, but you know, I don't know the—I don't know what it's like there, but some places do go down. You know, it happens. Who are? We, Were you talking to someone about that where they're saying, I don't know. I thought someone was saying the values were going down on some, like a couple blocks over in a certain market.
0: Detroit be an example of that. Detroit.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the biggest thing, man, is like what I learned, you know, it's pretty simple, but what they pounded in my head at A&M was jobs, jobs, jobs. And that's what we're so, so blessed with here.
0: The what like real jobs. estate values, jobs, jobs.
1: Everything's about jobs. Like if there ain't jobs going into a city. Then nothing's happening. Like Bartlett, no jobs are going there. It's not changing.
0: Maybe hiring a few extra prison
1: guards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
0: I mean, that's uh
1: opportunity city I say, buy real estate. We're here to help, right? Um, I just want people to, I, I'm just really, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to look at it and it's easy to get excited about real estate. But just try to step back a little bit and understand what about it cuz there's so many different aspects and if if you just want to go buy a couple of houses a year, that can work, but that's not going to get you to financial independence anytime soon. And it doesn't necessarily have to, right? Like I don't I'm not trying to get out of what I'm doing anytime soon. Um but I think people just don't realize that maybe.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Um,
1: like, you just kept pushing through.
0: Yeah, well, it was it was a uh, the goal wasn't to uh, I didn't view it as like, all right, man, I'm gonna buy this house and I'm about to be ready to retire. Yeah. You know, like that wasn't the viewpoint. But I did view it as like, okay, you know, buy this house and get some of this cash flow everybody talks about. And we never, the only cash flow I saw was coming out of our pockets into the property. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, this is how it works. Uh, And so, you know, definitely kept kept pressing
1: through, through, kept doing more deals, just kept, you know, sacrificing. But the biggest
0: thing I learned on that was it's all about how you buy it. And then everything you were teaching me uh, throughout that entire time was like, you know, I would send you a big, Matt, dude, they came back, they said, you know, they can do 240. And you're like. Do you love it? And I was like, No, I don't I guess not. And you're like, We'll take it at like one sixty. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Okay. Dude. So what you taught me was like uh it's and with that first property, like even though cash was coming out of our pocket into it, mm-hmm. so the other way around. Uh, we re- we originally had it at 103. Mm-hmm. And it was worth you know 190. Mm-hmm. And then six months later we did get our money back. Right. And so I was like, that's how you do it. Is right. Who cares about the immediate cash flow? It's about for these single family rentals. Yeah. It's all about making all of your money on the buy. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the biggest thing I like. Dude, totally, man. It's, it was pretty cool. Like I'm trying to refinance my properties and moving forward, we gotta we gotta adjust our strategy and we will and we'll figure out how to get creative. But just looking back on. What we bought these properties at, like, I was really happy with that. Like, seeing the 160 number. Like, oh, yeah, we we were buying stuff. And even then when we bought that, those were good deals. For what, White Brush? White Brush. Guess Uh, what we
0: owe on White Brush? Just guess. What we owe on it? 120? Yeah, that's right. But, uh... He tried to get him. You're like yes. no. Well, it, we owe one twenty on it, yeah. and it's probably worth like two thirty now. Yeah, and we bought it for. We originally had it in a contract at one hundred three. Oh yeah, late late two thousand eighteen. One hundred three, man. One hundred three. And that's
1: the key with that is just so people know. Like, I'm just like, another thing I keep thinking about is everyone says it's so hard to find deals, and I just I think that I've never met someone that's saying that that's actually. Put, putting in work yeah it's hard to find deals if you if you don't search look for on deals. Zillow for an hour a day yeah of course right but that's not a real making a real effort at it yeah. it's not hard it just takes commitment D-
0: we've we've uh we've set a couple records on uh like cheapest properties bought Dubuque was the cheapest house sold in that neighborhood or even in that whole uh University Hills subdivision it definitely, you know, it was at that point in time, like the last two years, it was the cheapest one bought. Yeah. And then the duplex on Nicole, that was the cheapest duplex sold in Round Rock. Uh, yeah. Uh, listed on the MLS. Right. Uh, you know, years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. No, knowing the market is big, right? Like knowing like what's out there, what does it look like? Hey, we just set a record. Like all that just comes from being in it. You don't know how to. State that if you don't, if you're not like super plugged in and that's, that's how you got to be to, to understand the deals out there. Right. Time to wrap it up. All right, man, that was good. Um, We're on the same page. We're going to keep trying to buy as much as we can. And we, you know, I think we just put ourselves in these tight positions and we force ourselves to figure it out. And uh, we'll keep doing that. In and on, baby. In and on. See you hey, next time. if you guys do anything, let us know. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. Any topics, any thoughts. Hit us up. Appreciate you guys. See you later.